Hey everyone, welcome back to the pod where we are moving with every season, phase, and chapter of our lives, regardless of the circumstances that may arise. I'm Michaela, your host, and I'm super pumped for today's episode because it's a solo one. So today I want to talk about something that I'm really passionate about, which is embracing being disliked. I think this is incredibly applicable to all of our lives, no matter what we're pursuing in it. And I think embracing being disliked kind of works in tandem with how people's opinions of you are just simply none of your business. I remember I used to get so wrapped up in like what other people thought of me, whether this was in high school, like what friend group I was in, the in crowd, what trends are, you know, relevant and prevalent or whatever, what have you. And I think this even worked into like body image and, you know, I've mentioned this before on the pod, like I went through an eating disorder my senior year of high school. And I I think a lot of the time that had so much to do with placing so much undue pressure on myself, which honestly, I'm still guilty of today. I'm 23. Like we're all a work in progress every single day. But I think sometimes we just, we put so much value on other people's opinions of us, whether that is what we look like, if we have a six pack, if, you know, we're going out on the weekends and how our outfit looks, I guess it's more applicable to girls. But my whole point in saying this, I guess, is why, why would we waste our time and our trajectory and our pursuit in life? fully cementing it and emanating it from other people's opinions of us that are truly so meaningless. And I always like to bring attention or I guess bring light to um, the seven rules of life. So this is actually one of the seven rules of life. And I have like um, a quote thing of the seven rules of life, like right above my nightstand. So every morning I wake up and I see it like right there in the flash, like I see it and I read it. And I don't think about it all the time, but it's always there as a reminder to me. And one of the reminders is um, ignore them. What other people think of you is none of your business. And then another one that's later um, written out is don't compare since you have no idea what others' journeys are all about. So I think, you know, other, I guess the best way to phrase this for me, it's like, We fear being disliked because we want so badly to fit into the criteria and expectations that are set up around us, whether that's, I think in any community that you're a part of, whether that's school, you know, like be high school, college, and then that, you know, that trickles into the workplace. And, and, you know, when you're in college, it could be your sorority or your fraternity or your friend group and, you know, the workplace and society. And I think whatever community you're like a part of, you almost conform to like whatever opinions are set out in front of you. And you think like, okay, so my value and my identity is shaped by like those around me right now. So let me just fit into this right now. When I think in reality, like we should, there's nothing wrong with being liked, I guess is what I'm trying to say. Like you can be likable, you can be personable, relatable, whatever it is that you're aiming to be. But I think when you put yourself into a box of always needing to be liked, you're actually not even creating the room or the space for the right people to be in your life and in that trajectory that you've set out for yourself. I think over time, and I think with age and with experience and with more wisdom, I've certainly reached a point in my life where I don't really care if I'm disliked. You can dislike me all you want. It's not going to change me. It's not going to change the qualities I possess as an individual. And it's certainly not going to radically change where I'm going in my life. And so that's really the crux of this episode. And what I really wanted to delve into is because embracing being disliked, there's so much power in that. I think when you are so busy walking in your purpose, 
on your own individualized journey, this will be causal for you to be a lot less consumed with others and what they could be potentially talking about you and thinking about you. And I think we're all already very self-critical, especially today in this age of influencers and social media where everything is displayed and demonstrated on our little screens on our phone. I mean, I always say this to people like we're walking around with our phones. Like, what would you do without your phone? And I'm like so old school. I swear to God, this is my dad's fault because of the way I was raised. I'm like so traditional with things. I literally write all my notes like manually. I write my planner out manually because I always think like, what if I didn't have my phone? Like I always say like, this is another appendage. It's like another limb. It's another organ. It's another vital organ. It's literally another vital organ that we're walking around with every single day and we're so reliant on it, but we don't even realize like how consumed and absorbed we get into these identity shifts and these trends that are out there and everything that we feel like we have to almost adhere to, to impress people we don't even really like. And I know like a lot of people throw on, throw around that quote of like, you know, why are you buying all these shoes and these clothes and whatever it is to impress people you literally don't even like. So all this is all to say that like, who really cares? Like who cares? If someone is talking poorly about you behind your back for whatever reason, I mean, for me, for example, like sometimes I have my moments where like I could be having a conversation and then like 10 minutes after the conversation's over, I could be overthinking like, did I, did I say something weird? Like, did I... I probably did. And who cares? Like, that's the point is like, you, you want to make sure that the end goal and the intent, the objective here is just to reach the point where you're like, I, it's fine if I'm just like, it's honestly fine. And my dad has always said this to me, even as a kid, and I never really understood it, but I think now I kind of do more so than ever. When you're disliked, that means you stand for something. So if someone doesn't like something that you've said, I mean, if, if it's something you do, it could be it could be anything. It could be the fact that you're assertive. It could be the fact that you're not assertive. I think people are always going to have something to say, especially if they're not preoccupied enough with their lives and, you know, whatever they're searching for in their own. I think when you have so much time available and accessible to you to sit there and critique other people, it just goes to show how miserable you are with your own life and no offense. And I, I don't say this to be insulting. I say this just like as a reality-based thing. It's like a check-in. If you are really wasting so much time, it's it's unproductive in my opinion to, to sit there and just be like, oh my God, I can't believe she said it like this. And then like she had this tone of voice and like she was wearing that and she, oh my goodness, like that is like such a waste of time. Like you could be utilizing the energy elsewhere and being far more productive in your own life and your own journey than fixating on somebody else and sitting there and spending your time like cultivating this level of toxic energy just because you're not happy with yourself. So again, conclusively, just embrace being disliked. It's really okay because you need to stop caring about and placing immense value on what others think of you. Keeping your focus small, razor sharp. It will take you away from worrying about what everyone else could be saying about you. I think when you're so sure of your trajectory, even if you're not, and like we can totally normalize having an awareness that not everyone you stumble upon in this world will like you. Just be sure that you like you. I think if you're constantly sitting, oh my God, like I can't believe I said that. Or, you know, you're constantly thinking to yourself like, oh my God, like how do I look? And how, do, oh my God, just like relinquish it entirely. Like it's not, it's really not that deep. It's really not that serious. You don't want to look back 
on your life and be like, oh my gosh, I worried so much about what everyone had to say about me. And if I was likable, if I was personable, the right people will find you. And those people will embrace you and they'll love you, but you have to like yourself first. And I think that's so foundational. So constantly just allowing yourself to embrace being disliked. I also think people sometimes simply won't resonate with you. And I think it's okay if they don't. And I, as I mentioned before, it's making that room for the right people that will feel pulled towards you. They'll gravitate towards you. They'll feel more attracted towards you energetically. Um, and it'll kind of take away from this fear of being disliked because you'll you'll always have that reminder of like, well, you know what? Regardless, I like me. It, it's not my responsibility to make you like me. If I've spent most of my life just trying to like me and accept me for where I'm, I'm at. And also keeping in mind that we're constantly evolving as long as you have the willingness to do so. Some people don't, some people don't. And that's okay too. Like, you know, it, this is a race with yourself in life, whatever that may be, whatever goals it could be for you. You know, your goal could be to just get a job that allows you to live a life of stability and comfort. And then there's some people that take risks beyond that because they want to venture outside of it. They know that they're destined for more. And that's okay too. I think it's also just when you are embracing being disliked on your own terms, it means you're allowing yourself the room to grow and be liked by the right people, but more importantly, being liked by yourself, first and foremost, above all else. But then you're also allowing the door to open for you to like other people for where they're at in their life. I think the more we accept ourselves precisely where we are, but while also greatly admiring, you know, all the room we have to grow and the opportunities for improvement in all of our areas of our lives and all the avenues of our life, I think it's just moving with always allowing there to be that little percentage of oh, it's okay if I'm being disliked by people and it's okay if people criticize me behind my back because I know I still have a lot of things I have to work on to rust me I know there are always going to be flaws that we possess because we're human and I think it's just normalizing that there's nothing to be afraid of and when you're unafraid to be yourself I think the right people will just kind of come to you and the flock to you. I know it sounds weird, but eh, it's okay. And I think even right now, like I'm, I'm doing something that's new and I'm recording these podcast episodes and I'm finding my flow within it and I'm moving through this phase of my life, you know? And I, I think with that, it comes with, it's going to come with that responsibility. And I guess that unwritten code of pressure where people may not like what I have to say, but I've learned to be okay with that. I know who I am. I've worked really damn hard to get to this point in my life. And I know that I'm only gonna continue doing so in my life, regardless of which people don't like it and which people do. I like where I'm headed and I've accepted myself where I'm at and I've grown into the young woman I'm becoming every single day. And I think one of the biggest things that was groundbreaking for me was allowing myself to be disliked by certain individuals and understanding that it has nothing to do with me. And when you're, when you see how much you're capable of and you live your life with all that proof of what you're capable of overcoming and rising above those things in your life through all the phases and the chapters and the seasons of your life, I think you're also allowing yourself to just embrace yourself where you are, regardless of the people that may or may not like it. They may not connect with you. Maybe later on and in, in a few years, they'll start to connect with you. 
everybody's moving at their own different paces. And that's why I always say this to my friends, like it's a marathon, it's not a sprint. Your life is a competition within yourself. And if you continuously see it that way, you won't really give a damn what other people have to say. And I I think that's just the foundational practice we can all implement into every season of our life, into every avenue of our life and everything that we you know, as humans have to overcome through all the obstacles, all the chaos, all the craziness that life throws at you, all the surprises, you know, I think if we just allow ourselves, you know, the room to, I guess the space to just be disliked and be accepting of it. It's kind of funny. Like, oh, he doesn't like me. Oh, she doesn't like me. Cool. Awesome. Like, just keep moving. It's okay. It's never that serious. It's really not that big of a deal. And I think if we no longer become so obsessed with this ideal that we have to be a certain way to fit, like what what criteria and expectations and standards are we really trying to fit into anyway? They should be yours. They should be authentic. They should be genuine to you. So fit into your mold, whatever that is. You'll start to define it over time for yourself when you place more value on liking yourself first and foremost. When you are authentic and when you are true to yourself, there are going to be people who don't like that. And you're not going to, you're not always going to be everybody's cup of tea. You're not always going to resonate with everyone. Your responsibility in life is not to make other people like you. Your responsibility in life is to like yourself, to move by liking yourself. So moving through everything that you're doing because you love yourself. You love yourself enough that you're growing and that you're evolving and that you're outgrowing certain individuals in your life and communities and spheres and realms of your life that maybe don't align with you anymore. And that's okay. There's nothing wrong with that. Um, something I always say is that people's opinions of you are none of your business unless they're directed at you. So what people say about me, for example, behind my back or when it's not pointed directly at me, obviously, and these things are being communicated, you know, outside of the realm of Michaela, um, it has nothing to do with me. It's not a direct reflection of me. It has far more to do with people and their interpersonal relationships with themselves. It, if you have enough time to discuss me in your free time, you need to occupy yourself otherwise. Like you need to find hobbies, interests elsewhere that are not going to circumvent me as an individual. What I do with my life is what I want to do with my life. And I think, you know, keeping your focus small and razor sharp will take you away from ever caring about what other people are doing. And I think sometimes the people who are like those popular loners, so to speak, Sometimes I like to categorize categorize myself as that because sometimes I feel like I am very extroverted, but at times I'm antisocial, I guess. Like I'm a social person, sure. Yes, I'm a social butterfly. Like ask anybody that knows me well enough. I just, I'm very talkative. Um, you know, I just, I, I like to be open. I like to be welcoming. Um, but I don't really care about other people's opinions necessarily because I'm okay with being disliked. I'm okay with people leaving my life. I'm okay with that because I think when I'm so focused on my vision for my life, whether that's, you know, pageantry or modeling, 
I'm writing my self-development book, if it's school and assignments and finishing my degrees, my elementary ed undergrad and my grad and special ed. And then someday down the line, I want to get my MBA and, you know, my master's in business administration. And then I want to get my PhD in English and I want to publish, you know, multiple personal development books. And I want to do all these things. I'm razor sharp. I'm focused on these goals of mine. I have my five-year plan, my 10-year plan, my 15. I don't care. The world's my damn oyster and it should be yours too, so much so that you continuously are okay with moving with all these seasons of your life, moving with all these goals and these ambitions and these dreams. None of them are too big or too grandeur for you. And so being disliked is kind of the price you're going to pay. You don't have time to to contend with other people and their the inner workings of their lives because you're too focused on yours. This is what I call tunnel vision. This is what a lot of people would call tunnel vision. Tunnel vision. Uh, my father always refers to it as be a horse with blinders. You know, when like the horses are racing, keep your focus minute, keep it small. This is the best way to stop caring about and placing immense value in what other people think of you. Embrace it enjoy it and bask in it entirely because there's so much power in being silent and allowing people to cultivate their own ideologies and their own opinions of you that are simply just reflective of their own insecurities. And I think something else that I always say in, I always preach this to my friends, but I also always preach it to myself is that sometimes your greatness and your fearlessness in your life, whatever that may be, you may be really goal oriented and driven and you're chasing after all these things that sometimes feel a little bit intangible to other people. There was a phase in my life where I was sharing about my book, my self-development book. And I remember I was reading it to these people and it wasn't that they were dwindling or minimizing me, but it almost felt like I had to shrink myself to make them feel comfortable. Like I had to dim my light a little bit. And I started noticing that like their opinions of me were almost shifting my perspective of myself. Like, oh, maybe, maybe it'd be better if I made myself smaller. Well, yeah, let me do that. No, like that's reflective of your own insecurities that I feel strongly constituted in the way that I can frame sentence structures in, you know, into all these chapters outlined into a book that I'm really passionate about. And I want to make my imprint doing it in that fashion. And that, that should be meaningful and significant enough to me. And if that makes you feel stifled in some way that has nothing to do with me. So that opinion, none of my business. Um, you know, I think you, your fearlessness and your greatness will just remind people of their own stagnation. Don't allow their fears of their own mind to dictate your outcomes. Remember, you may be the main character in the story that you call your life, but you're not always going to be the main character in everyone else's life. And if you are, then I guess you can like feel good about yourself because then people are giving you like a lot of attention, I guess. Um, and so, yeah, thank you for coming to this little short solo episode today. I hope you got a little something from it, from my insight and my introspective lens in terms of just being disliked. It's all right. Like, don't get so hell-bent on being self-critical. Don't get so fixated on the wrong things where the external simulation, eh, that, that stuff fades. You know, it doesn't matter as much as we're placing all that value on it. So relinquish having to be liked by everybody. Not everybody is going to love you. As long as you love you, you're doing something right. Thank you so much for listening and tuning into my podcast today. 
make sure that you like, subscribe, and follow to all my social media platforms. They will be listed down below. And I'll see you next time.